Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm Josh Horowitz, and this is my little old podcast. This is the part of the podcast where I tell you the name of it, who I am, and the guest. I've covered two of the three, so let's get right to the third part, the most important part, which is that this week's guest is the delightful... Allison Williams, of course, of girls, uh, most notably girls fame, but also in recent months, uh, she killed it just going for broke on the Peter Pan spectacular, um, mixing it up with the likes of Christopher Walken and a live <laughs> extravaganza. Uh, we talk about that, of course, and girls and her beginnings, her famous dad, of course, Mr. Brian Williams, her musical theater love, her pop culture touchstones, her aspirations, why the hell she hasn't done a film yet, and so much, much more. Uh, kind of shockingly, I haven't ever spent any time with Allison. I've never interviewed her before, um, which is kind of weird considering what I do and what she does, but this worked out perfectly because this was uh, a great opportunity to just sort of get to know her in a super relaxed setting, and um, she was really awesome. I, uh, I I feel like we really hit it off, and um, hopefully we'll have many more shenanigans to come uh, in future podcasts, comedy bits, whatever the hell it is that I do and she does. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this one. I know you will. Whether you watch Girls or not, you will enjoy this conversation because uh, Allison is just super cool and awesome. Um, what else should I tell you? Oh, I just got back from the Sundance Film Festival. That was kind of cool. Uh, didn't get to record any podcasts there. I know if you guys follow me on Instagram, you're probably like, oh my God, he talked to all these amazing people. All these podcasts are going to happen. It's impossible to do podcasts out there to talk at the length that I want to for a podcast. Uh, I could have done like 57-minute podcasts with amazing guests, but everybody is running around there. So sorry about that. But the good news is there's some really cool people coming up and tons of people that I saw at, at Sundance. I will eventually get on the podcast when they swing by New York with some more time on their hands. Um, what else to tell you? Not much. I think that's it. Except that if you ever get the chance, go to Sundance. It's kind of amazing. It's exhausting. I mean, I had a job to do, but I'm not complaining. It's a great job. And uh, I saw some really good movies that we're all going to be talking about for the next year. It's, uh, it's one of a kind. It's a special one. As is this podcast, this particular episode. I'm not talking about my podcast in general because that would be conceited and obnoxious. I'm talking about this one with Allison Williams. So here we go, guys. The visit paid to me by the lovely Allison Williams in my little old office in Times Square. Enjoy. Facing my property, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she won it already. Allison has defaced my wall. It's actually, well, it's a whiteboard. So you're supposed to write on it. Yes, it's erasable. You it are is. so good at this, Stop. and Don't I only do that. have one bone to pick with you, which is that you oh, no. offered my role to Diane Kruger. <laughs> Wait, what did I do? You sort of offered her the role of Peter Pan. <laughs> Did I say that? Wait, by that time, had you been cast? I don't think so. But I was going back <laughs> listening to the ones that I had missed, and I heard hers, and I was like, that's such a funny, like, revisionist history version of what would have happened if the beautiful and talented Diane Kruger had played Peter Pan. Look, Diane would, Kruger, she's having a wonderful career. There's everything. room for everybody. Well, not in a role, weirdly. <laughs> one, are you, oh, two people can't share the same yeah, role? it's just the one, I've asked. There have oh. been a lot of roles that I would have happily shared with somebody, but I don't think they – they usually frown upon that. We have some exclusive news. Diane Kruger has just been greenlit for <laughs> no! the Peter Pan sequel. No. Again, <laughs> You did a Kruger. fine job, but Kruger, Kruger always wins the day. Out from under me, always. God, it's that, it's that Joshua Jackson luck. That charm right there. Were you a Were you Dawson's luck? Creek Pacey I mean, I was a person team Pacey? With a pulse, never. <laughs> yes, of course. Did any woman Pacey. ever prefer Dawson? I don't think. And, and if you could, could you indulge me by bringing the mic in a little bit? Coming closer. Yeah. Thanks. I um, I preferred both. Is that possible? <laughs> you you have I many loved both interests and loves. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You're very magnanimous that way. I yes. I don't like to play favorites, especially when you don't need to. Because Dawson, and I mean, it was a win-win. Right. Yeah. Right. So okay, welcome. First of all, I didn't thank do you. that. Was that's the official welcome? Was, oh, great. What, was thank you, you calling me out on trying to, you know, destroy your career before I've ever? No, no, met no, it's you. totally fine. It's totally fine. You sure? No, it's not fine. <laughs> 
feels like it's not fine. It's not, no, it's totally fine. Oh I'm God. such a fan. Stop I it. really am. Stop it. I, I, we, we've been talking. It's kind of crazy we haven't met because I feel like um, I, I do get a sense from ta- seeing you on, on shows it's in, in, in terms of talk shows that – I don't know. We share some sensibilities in terms of comedy, et cetera. So yes. it's it's good to finally meet you. And you like all movies, and you know everything about all pop culture, just which calm is down. just I can't deal with. This is not. I'm no, sure. it's intimidating okay. for me walking in here. Although okay. I am looking around, thinking I'm pretty good in here. Okay, what do you I got? I think I kind of know everything. Have you seen Color of Money? A Scorsese um, yes, movie? a long time ago, okay, but I love while. it. And okay. Newman is like the king. On. Yeah, right. He wins the day. Okay, let's move to the other side of the uh, uh, ETF. I mean. Um, Look at you in the This Means War. (laughs) This Means War poster. Um, Classic movie. Highly underrated. Uh, Let's turn to the other side. I love anything Reese does. Um, Who's that? I do not know who that is. uh, That is from Ghostbusters 2. That's a poster of the painting that comes to life in the the film. Vigo, the Carpathian. Of course. Yeah. I do know that now, actually. There you go. Okay. And then, of course, Back to the Future. So, you're at home. Amazing. Yes. Would you consider yourself a pop culture... Junkie, are you someone with the, someone with a problem? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't consider it a problem. Uh, <laughs> it's an, I'm an equal opportunist it. <laughs> when it comes to information. Good. So high, low, it's all important. Exactly. Right? I wish you could prioritize it. I'm, I'm thinking that like about 15, 20, maybe a hundred years down the line. I know it took a big leap there, but um, <laughs> three thousand <laughs> years. years we'll be able to prioritize memory, right? Because it's a real bummer when you can't. Like I just couldn't remember the name of like. Damien Eccles, did you follow that? Yes, I was trying oh to think God. of his name in West the car. Memphis Three. That's and crazy. I can pull up like any Britney Spears lyric ever. Yeah. But for I for five minutes I couldn't come up with Damien Eccles' name. Is that really as important as Britney Spears lyrics? Let's be honest. I just wish I could file them in, an, in like <laughs> my email in like an in an right. orderly manner. I could right. put everything where I needed to find it. Eventually our bodies are gonna be gone. We're just gonna be severed heads and we'll they'll figure this all out and We'll have new bodies. It's going to be great. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely coming. Did you see that episode of um, of, uh, Doctor Who where he goes into the future and it's just the face stretched out? You know, I confess... I've never watched Doctor Who, which what? is so incongruous with what you're seeing before you. I know. Yeah, and around me, this I, room. Yeah. That's so weird. If anyone had came in here and guessed which of the two of us has watched Doctor <laughs> Who, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. You're going to get more votes. However, <laughs> Wait, I highly recommend it, especially that episode. Are you are you a real fan? Have you, like, do you I've, watch a lot? I've watched, like, I watch random episodes okay. from random seasons. I need to sit down and do it, but apparently, the, narratively, that's okay. You can kind of jump it around. It feels just intimidating. I've stared at it's it on so, Netflix because, well, forget the first 30 years of history, right. which is, that's absurd. We're not going right. to do that. But even the last, like, eight years, that's, like, 200 episodes. That's really how I decide what to binge watch is, like... I have a very short attention span, yet I want to see everything. That's how I used to pitch girls to my friends. I was like, it's five hours. Watch it on one flight, New York, LA, and you're done with an entire season of it. It's so fast. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. Also, they were my (laughs) friends. I think there is a sense of duty. And it's like about us, so it's fine. It wasn't a tough sell. A lot of pluses. Um, So, okay, you've just come from uh, the pinnacle of journalism entertainment, Kelly and Michael. It is so fun. I grew up with with Regis and obviously Regis Kathy is amazing. Lee. I mean that was like that I I'm still call it Regis half the time. I can't stop. A lot of people do. It's like a it's a reflexive kind of thing. Right? But Michael Strahan is so great. He's so cool. So damn charming. I, I hate sort that of guy. stretch the morning I do the show because the hug is so difficult. It's a high level of difficulty hug. Well, it's it's high. You go from Kelly, right? Yeah, you go yeah. from Kelly who's like my height probably. And you can break her. Like she's tiny. She's so but she's stronger oh, than yeah. anyone I know. She's probably stronger than Strahan, <laughs> honestly. And Big then, Doctor Who fan too. Uh, huge and then you go to Strahan and it's like he just towers over me so right. it's like a it's an aerobic morning right right and before you've even said anything you I, I, and I mean this as, as a high compliment you, I've noticed you are a good talk show guest and this is a skill in its own right that's very kind it I think it's similar to auditioning in that it is a skill that you have to kind of learn and you don't know where to place it because it doesn't live anywhere else in your life right. It truly doesn't. You can't use the skills you use in an audition room anywhere else. Because if you did, you'd seem kind of weird and aloof and rude. Right. And Can I do that again, guys? Just in yeah, the exactly. course of your normal day? Right, exactly. Um, no. Can I just come into this room again and be charming but brief? And, you know, it's really, it's so strange. But the talk show thing, honestly, after a certain amount of time, these people have become friends of mine. So it's fun to just chat. Yeah. That's when it's most natural. Did and that's a compliment, too, when they just let it go where it yeah. goes. Like with Letterman, they tell you. If he's relaxed with you, he'll just go. 
is that is one in particular the most nerve wracking because growing up like on like if I were ever and I would never will because he's on there for like two more months but Letterman like that has to be mind blowing is that it's unreal I just did my fourth my fourth Letterman which is so weird and um, it is it's here's what it is it's nerve wracking only because you want to come in so prepared and with awesome stories and everyone I know who does his show from like the most seasoned actors people who have done it 30 40 times my dad's been on the show a million times he's always saying what am I going to talk about on Dave's show Um, to people who go for the first time everyone is worried about having good material for him and um, then you get out there and he just latches on to one aspect of a thing and so, yeah, I mean, he'll just go off, which do, is great. Do you save stories for months at a time knowing there's a talk show yes, coming up? Yes, I called my publicist um, right before this press period, and I was like, I have bad news. Nothing has happened to me. <laughs> There's nothing that I can talk about. I've been in, I've been living in Peter Pan rehearsals and like people want to hear about it, but to a certain extent and it can't be all I talk about, but it was all I was doing for months. It was my whole life. So there weren't any funny, like there was no happenstance worth talking about. There was no like missed flight or like I wasn't diverted anywhere crazy or I didn't like get in a wrong cab and steal someone's wallet accidentally. Like nothing crazy. None of those things have ever happened to me, but I mean, I sort of live hoping they will right into sort of November, December region leading up to girls press. Nothing, nothing. Just invite chaos into your life. Bring it on. I'm ready. I need a couple I need things. Something nothing nothing for that the will story. hurt me. I need it in that sweet yes. spot. Yeah, exactly. Or danger is imminent, but not yeah. actually going to happen. And so it's become really meta where you'll see people at the globes and they're like about to keep doing press. Cause especially people who are nominated for things, they're just right. doing show after show. They're walking around, the party kind of like uh, are any of my heroes here that I can meet so I can talk <laughs> about like, is there anybody I'm nervous around yeah. we anticipate the question yes. that every single person asks yes Randall's was, a, Randall's was about to um, Randall's was about to go on Seth Meyers show and he was sitting he was seated with the fox catcher table yeah. and when he heard that he turned to me and he was like it's perfect oh, it writes my. itself <laughs> Amazing. Um, I just need a punchline. Just need yeah, a twist at the end. Exactly. In this season, we've talked about pranking each other more so that when we are asked that question, as we constantly are, we can answer like we can have great prank stories as a cast <laughs> because we're always asked, like, are you guys pranksters? And we're like, no, we're working. <laughs> we kind of have a jump to do, we're but like sure. crazy working people. <laughs> are you a prankster in your office? Right. Um, but it's so fun. now this season, we're going to start like full pranking each other just so we can talk about it. I mean, it, probably not, but. It is funny because like I've literally talked to actors that have said to me they've like started a story with me and said, you know what, actually I have to save that for Letterman. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you I'm imagine? I'm so sorry. But I get it. I'm like at the same time like I get it. If I were ever if I knew three months from now I'm gonna do Letterman, I wanna go out yeah, there save, and be charming. Save a good story. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So okay, so take me through okay, right now we, uh, we saw a lot of you in crazy Peter Pan mode yes. recently. You've obviously shot this season. Yes. This is all done. Yes. Um where, like, where are you at right now? Like, what was yesterday? Take me through Allison Williams yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday is very relevant to Good. where I am right now, Good. which is that in the morning I met with a musical director who's going to musical direct this American Songbook concert. I'm doing it at Lincoln Center in March, Amazing. which I'm not promoting because it is very, in a very cool way, it is sold out. Right. But, which is exciting, but I'm, so that's happening. Right after that, I went to a voice lesson with my vocal coach for said Lincoln Center American Songbook. And then after that, I went home and, um, um, finally opened some boxes that had just been sitting next to my desk for a little while and paid some bills and uh, watched the State of the Union and the rebuttal. And uh, what else did I watch? We wa- I watched, um, you know, Bachelor was the night before. <laughs> um, SNL. Right. Oh, you caught up on SNL. Oh, caught up on everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was away this weekend. So Who was it? Was it Kevin Hart this week? Was yes. That, yeah. He was so great. He, and I'm li- late to the Kevin Hart thing. Like, I haven't really, frankly, seen a lot of his movies, but you can't, I mean, he comes out like a ball of He's energy. He's so good. I've loved him since I saw him in one of the scary movies. Oh, they were spoofing, okay. um, they were spoofing Eight Mile, that yeah. scene where, with the, when they go to the rap battle. And he's so funny. I mean, he's in a lot of the movie and he's just hysterical. I've loved him ever since then. Was um so SNL was SNL on the, that bucket list? Is that something that like totally right? someday that seems it would be incredible, and I, yes, I mean I very I was very lucky to be able to start going to see SNL tapings from an early age, and was just totally amazed at the way it works and how they can coordinate all of it somehow and all the moving sets and everything and 
um, of course, it's something I'd love to do. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gone through a couple, and that, that is what I think strikes anybody the first time they see it. Beyond like anytime you see anything in person, the right. audience is tiny, yeah, et cetera. smaller that blah blah blah. Yeah, but that frantic oh like God. two and a half minutes. The woman, the changer, like, the wardrobe woman, whose job it is to sprint in the minute cameras cut <laughs> and pull the actor away yeah. and just like peel the clothes off of them. She has a book in her. <laughs> totally. <Don't you> think? <laughs> totally. This garment would not peel off this yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> um, so okay. So, so that, that's that, right now. It's so, working on the songbook. Like, so what, what kind of uh, songs are you going to be singing? I'm still deciding. I think everything. I kind of like all music. They just have to be written by American songwriters. That's the whole thing. Mm. And um, so it'll be everything like pop music, folk music, Disney, right. definitely Disney, some it's Broadway. Um, yeah, that goes without saying it should. So you're just anti, you just don't like other countries outside of America, basically is what you're saying. Um, yeah, on the record. No, I'm <laughs> I love, uh, I can't, it's just What's what your it's top five the American countries? songbook. Top five countries outside of the States. Sure. Okay, um, this feels like a lose lose. <laughs> we don't have to do it. I'm just stream of conscious. Right now. It's okay. um, everyone in the U.S. Is that an answer that you'll accept? Top five states. No, okay, okay. You didn't grow up in New York, but I, I grew up in Connecticut. Sp- but I assume you spent a lot of time in New York. Yes, by coming your... into the city. And it, but it felt like nice. a it felt like a special occasion every time. Like we'd come in to see the Rockettes or something. We'd come in to see to see the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Okay, that's like a one block radius. <laughs> we went to other places. You're talking about one trip. <laughs> okay, okay, you, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was one trip. Um, no, we went, like, it was always just special special trips in the city, museums and things like that. It yeah. was cool. And I went to the um, I went to the Museum of Natural History, like, I would say probably once every three weeks growing up. Yeah. And I would just sit and stare at the dinosaurs and just, like, think about it. Like, it imagine it. It's old. I, I, never. I, I grew up, I went to school. My elementary school is a block away from the Museum of Natural History. Which elementary school? PS 87. Amazing. PS 44. Those are my schools over there. And it's like the default. It's the best default school trip ever. It's like if you have to do it like three times a year, you can do a lot worse than having to go yeah. to the planetarium and Museum of Natural History and seeing that giant and I was walking. just in there for the first time in a long time. And um, the girls' premiere party was there. I was so oh, yeah, yeah. excited about it. And I think they replaced the glass or I'm taller. Those are the two <laughs> options of what's happened. But something looked different. It seemed clearer. And to me, it's not out of the question that technology has improved in glass. It's possible. And it's clearer. Um, but anyway, I was just like, oh, man, it's so it's so alive, all yeah. the things in there. And the dinosaurs, they still, they still blow my mind. I was driving from... Um, Malibu to Palm Springs over New Year's and I was just picturing dinosaurs everywhere because that's like where they are at. Many is, dinosaurs there. Is that where they're, they're, they're at? They've I, found I wasn't many, aware many of, that. of them there. Yeah. Really? That drive. Just picture like brontosauruses. It happened. Interesting. I don't it think the, the, the people that are living over there are ready for a reprisal. It seems Maybe like they, they are as ill-equipped as any <laughs> Well, the windmills the would have to go. For sure those <laughs> would fall right down. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, that's very cool. So, okay, so early on, obviously we all know musical theater, big, big yeah. passion. Was that was that the first thing you were obsessed with? Like, yeah, you can and imagine, that's probably a good way remember? of putting it because um, the movies I fell in love with when I was little were musical, and I would just walk around the house like being one of those characters singing constantly. Every picture of me when I was little, my I'm singing or s- talking. My mouth is open in some kind of shape <laughs> of speech or movement, and my parents are pretty... Um, pretty happy to point out that I talked nonstop as a kid. It was just sort of like a constant stream of questions, observations, thoughts, imagination, a new character voice. My grandmother reminded me recently that every time I pretended to be Peter Pan when I was little, he was British. And Mary Martin is the one I grew up with, not British. Right. I just decided it was a creative decision. <laughs> it was a character choice, yeah. It's like, I know, was British I a lot. I respect Mary's choice, yeah. but as a six-year-old, I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to go my own way. Thanks, Mary, for your, for your contribution. <laughs> your yeah, yeah. Um, everyone can do it differently. It's the wrong way, but it's fine. Um, no, so I guess as a little How girl. How would Kruger do it, though? A German accent, probably. Yes, he'd be, he'd be a little German. <laughs> a little scarier. A little Peter German. Pan. No, just... Uh, a little more disciplinary, yeah, exactly, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, succinct, probably. Um, but I, yeah, so it was just like playing characters, dress up, and I leave the house in dress up clothes, and my parents, God love them, are just open to it. And when I announced to them that I wanted to be an actress at like four or three or however right. old, um, they were just like, cool, you have to go to college, and we'll support you morally, and that'll be the plan. And I was fine with it, and then in high school, I was like, I am old, I'm getting old, you must let me follow my badge, and my parents were like, <laughs> you have behind. lost your mind, go to college for four years, and I did, and I'm so grateful. So, it sounds like type A kind of personality from the beginning, in terms of just overachiever, wanting to like, just anxious, yeah, I 
excited. Anxious, excited to get in there. Um, just, just enthusiastic. I would say. I yeah. mean, I think um, my type A. It's sort of a nuanced type A. Like, let me think about it. I don't like surprises, but I'm really messy, and it takes me a long time to open mail and open packages. And like my physically, desk you're is not covered. able to actually yeah, like yeah. dexterity. I just have problems. No, <laughs> it's just like I don't get to it. Got but it. you'd never picture it. Jemima, who plays Jessa on Girls, is so neat that she clears dinner plates before you're like done eating them. She just doesn't want plates on the table. I am so messy that it just would it would surprise I think anybody. And I don't right. know if is that type A? Are you allowed to be messy if you're type A? I we're gonna make an exception. I don't know. I don't know the clinical. I don't either. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I was thinking about that the the other day as I was looking at my desk. I was like. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, know maybe this whole idea of me being if the that follows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but definitely, um, but creative. I don't yeah. know. As a little, as a little. Person. What did so? What did you make of? Because again, like going back when when I was younger, we were all younger, and and your dad <laughs> was doing talk shows. I remember actually being struck by like, oh my god, like he's super funny and really good at this too and this shouldn't be happening because that kind of person shouldn't be as witty and quick as he is what did, were you embarrassed excited well it was what funny was your... because it took me a while to figure out what he did for a living because when you're little there's no like i wasn't watching the nightly news and everyone's dad and mom had jobs and right. so it didn't feel strange and then as i got older i started to learn more about it and um but i never thought of him as a serious person i knew he was serious for his job but he's my dad so he goofed you know he's a dad at home he's not like <laughs> breaking news constantly in our house and so um Seeing him on those shows with his kind of like dry sense of humor, he's very caustic. That is the side of him that I'm accustomed to and is the sense of humor that my brother has to the nines. My mom is also fiercely funny. I laugh more when I'm at home with my family than I do ever in any other circumstance. Are we allowed to divulge the the photo revelation you just gave in the other room about what you... (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. We send each other um, unflattering pictures on purpose all throughout the day. And so... When, you know, in the event of iPhone hackage, I have frequently (laughs) thought that the pictures that would be the most um, confusing for people would be the ones of my whole family, just like with as many chins as we can create or like crossed eyes or any of those things. And they, those we send constantly. Amazing. Yeah. You could do a coffee table book. Well, that's, that's going around coffee table books of selfies. So I think, there you go. Yeah. Gervais does that too. Have you seen what he does? uh, His Instagram photos? He does like, not follow him. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously the wittiest man on the planet, but also does like quadruple chins of him in like the bathtub that are horrendous to like, he, he, it sounds like a dream. Disgusting. It is yeah, kind of wonderful. It's amazing. So, okay. So, okay. You're dressing up like what Disney princesses, etc. Yeah. I would go through phases. Like I was Dorothy for a while and then I was Belle for a long time. God, you would be frozen right now. You'd be like, uh, you grew I up right am. now. I'm obsessed with frozen <laughs> and I'm an Anna as much as I love, let it go. I'm not going to try to sing that song cause it's impossible to sing. Um, only Adina Menzel can do it. Um, and, I would. I'm an Anna. I love Anna. Love is an open door, man. You know. <laughs> I, I'm exposed to. I have, I have a bunch of nieces, and I have, I have twin nieces that are five. That, as oh, you can imagine, every time I visit them, are they in the costumes oh, all the time? Literally, I would be wearing them constantly, and I watch it every time I fly because it's on a lot of those TVs still. Right. When they take it off the TVs, we're gonna have a problem and have to buy it because it's what I watch on the plane. It's <laughs> come like, on! Come just start on, slamming the seat in front of you. Why is Allison Williams having a meltdown? So sorry. <laughs> um, it is not an overreaction. That movie is a gem. <laughs> it's an American treasure. Um, yeah, I would be really into Frozen. I'd be into all of it. I mean, does yeah. he, do they just know what they're doing? So were you doing? So were you doing school plays and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, school plays and stuff. And the fun thing about school plays is that is the sort of like mixture of all the ages and the content that's definitely not age appropriate. So like little kids playing Daddy Warbucks and stuff like that is <laughs> right, just so exactly. strange. Like if you think about it. So in middle school, because I was so awkward looking, I played all the fun like tertiary characters who would steal the show. Like I played Lily St. Regis and Annie, and she's. She's got that fun little voice and she's, you know, and so I'd played her and then I played the cat who was the villain in Honk. Everyone knows Honk the musical, right? It's a, it's a classic. Classic. Guys and dolls, Honk. I actually love Honk (laughs) and the cat was one of my favorite characters. He was male and he wore a fat suit and that was the best. And you then, should develop punk as a musical for you know, Broadway. you're not the first person. No, I'm kidding. You are the first person. <laughs> really the first person. <laughs> um, I Josh will. Josh presents yeah, Allison exactly. Williams in Honk. <laughs> you have to stop teasing me because I'm getting too excited. Sorry. Beautiful saying, songs. Um, yeah. 
And then in high school, uh, the braces came off and I like became a, someone who looked like a girl and a person. And then I got cast as like Sergeant Sarah and Guys and Dolls and the pretty songs. But Adelaide is where it's at. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. Um, and again, Guys and Dolls is like so serious for a bunch of like 16 yeah. year olds to be singing about like the Salvation Army and gambling right. and going to Cuba. And I'm like, what, did we even know what we no, were singing about? But I no. loved it. That was my favorite. I loved it. And that, Guys the, and Dolls is great. That movie's a little interesting. I, Sinatra I, and Brando. Well, I love it, but Brand, Brando gets a bad rap for it. But I actually think he's amazing in it. He's, he's not the best singer, obviously. He but does. he really is. I miss, I miss having Brando around. They've been. I, I used to. Uh, uh, my first job out of uh, school was working for Charlie Rose, mm-hmm. and it was. I oh, know. I listen. Oh, calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> drink your coffee. Um, was uh, Marlon would sometimes? I don't know, like a Marlon Mar- M. Uh, Mr. Brando would call the office, just like the general office line, sometimes, and it was just always like, which intern would happen to oh answer the God. phone? And Marlon Brando would call. He's he was a big phone guy. He liked yeah. calling people towards the end to, like, there. Charlie for hours and Johnny Depp for hours. Et I would call to Charlie and Johnny Depp if I could talk to them and talk, talk to him. Charlie, you've probably met Charlie. You don't need to spend. I I've met Charlie. Charlie. Let me tell you, that abyss of a room with that oak table, that's a dream. Mm. That's a dream right there. <laughs> that's your dream. Wait, is that what your apartment it looks means, like? It's just I, like a dark room. It's just a dark room with a big table. <laughs> so you don't it. see the mess? No, I, you can't see anything. That's Maybe that's part of the problem. You're onto something. I can't see the mess. Um, no, but it, if I were to be on Charlie Rose, it would mean I had like brought something yes. to the UN or something, right. which is a version of myself I like to imagine is not far along. Or um, presenting the panel from Honk today. My yeah. um, <laughs> guess, former producer for myself, it's just me and Josh Harowitz and Allison Williamson. <laughs> well, Charlie, I'll tell you when Honk began. It was in my office. It was, uh, it was way back. It goes way back. Um, okay, so, okay, so you're in, you're doing school plays. Mm-hmm. You go to Yale, this whatever institution, Smarty uh. Pants. Um, and you were you were acting throughout. I was once acting, you got but there. I was an English major because I wanted to make sure if I couldn't, if the acting didn't work out, I was going to fall back on my English major, right, which always means big always bucks. works. Yeah. It's big bucks, and it's just a clear career path, yeah. which is what I really liked about it. <laughs> no, I um I growing up always used to ask actors that I met like what what should I tell me everything? What should I do? And um, every single one of them told me to go to a liberal arts school and to major in something other than acting. Because they were like, if this is what you want to do for a living, don't do it for these four years you get. They're they're freebies. You get to like, you know, you get to just learn things. Not free and it costs money. (laughs) Uh, significant amount of money. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, it's four years where you're delayed going into the workforce in a real way full time. So you can just learn stuff. So I'm so glad I got that advice because it was very good advice and it uh, meant that when you're not working there's just more going on more things that you're interested in were you getting into comedy that time was that yeah the, the so that's were- um my first semester my freshman year coming from small fish big pond that transition there is really hard because you're everyone at yale and was at most colleges person is coming from place. like yeah. where they were kind of like the big man or yeah. woman on campus and they come i mean not that i was at all but in the play world, I was getting, I was the leading player my senior year. So like, come on. Let's come yeah, on, people. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't the star, actually, but, you know, I was doing my best. Anyway, so the, um, I, I get to Yale, and I was like, they were doing Into the Woods, actually. So I was like, all right, I probably can't get Cinderella because I'm a freshman, but I'll take a little red. So I show up for my little red audition, and there are, like, full stage door manner trained, like, basically Broadway caliber actors and actresses, right. like, warming up in the hallways. It was out of a scene or something. They have these elaborate audition books with, like, eight options of headshots. Like, they don't need headshots. It's, a, it's like, a school <laughs> play. Um, all these songs that they have as, like, options if they want to hear something else. Like, they have their 18 bars already. And um, I'm just, like... I am way out of my league here. I go in, the audition does not go well, I don't get the part, so my friend to cheer me up takes me to an improv show, and it was Just Add Water, and they did long form, short form, and musical improv, and I just was blown away. I was like, the fact that I could potentially ever know how to do this is mind-boggling. So I auditioned, and I got that, and then that's what I did for four years. So the kind of stuff, the the kind of viral videos that you were doing that kind of led to Judd seeing your stuff and getting on Girls... I mean, what was was there a plan in your in your brain of like, okay, this is I'm tr- I'm, I'm collecting all this kind of disparate kind of weird yeah. musical kind of stuff on uh, online, hoping what happens. Well, so that started happening. That started happening towards the tail end of college. Uh, there was this kid, Kurt Hugo Schneider, who's in my grade, who was like a budding YouTube producer, and there was this kid, Sam Shuey, who had the voice of an angel, who 
sang videos and Kurt would produce them and sometimes Kurt would play the instruments in the videos and Kurt could like edit together a song and a music video in like five hours and put it on YouTube and they developed such a following that any video that went online got like 500,000 views overnight just by virtue of it being online and so um I started making videos with Kurt, including TikTok, which was like a slowed down version of TikTok, and that did super well. And so then that got me thinking that after I graduated, I kind of wanted to use YouTube to try to get myself out into the ether and so that people like Judd who could encounter me because I didn't want to like reach out to them, but I wanted them to know I existed. Right. And so I was watching Mad Men. I was obsessed with the theme song from Mad Men, the RJD2 song, A Beautiful Mind is what it's called. And... um. I worked with a bunch of people that I'd gotten to know through school and we made a video that combined Nature Boy by Nat King Cole with the Mad Men theme song. We put it on YouTube and literally what my dad and I had been emailing about was like, do you think someone like Judd would ever see this? We said Judd, which is what's so weird about this because Judd saw it on the Huffington Post. It's not like someone sent it to him. So Judd saw it on HuffPo and he was like, uh, he reached out to my agents and he said, can Allison, we've been looking for this personality and I think Allison might have it. I just saw her video. Can she come audition for girls? And at that point I had just moved to LA, graduated college, ready to go. Let's do this. Very dramatically move out to LA. Like bid farewell to all my friends in the rain. (laughs) I'll never see you again. Why are you not wearing, uh, having an umbrella out? It's more dramatic. It's more dramatic if there's like rain and mascara in my eyes. Just go with it. You stay dry. That's crazy. I'm going to get wet. It's my job. Um, And so I like moved out to LA and then I auditioned for girls uh, in LA and then came right back to do the pilot. And um, it was crazy. I did not expect that video to work so well. We have two more and I've never released them because. A, a rainy fine. day if something yeah, exactly. turns to, yeah. the next time I need I need Judd Apatow to know I exist I'll just release another one it's like a smoke <laughs> signal <laughs> do you worry that you haven't encountered enough strife and sadness in your young career that it's, would be it's, such a crazy thing to worry about <laughs> I um, no I mean there is not an actor alive who has not been told no right. a significantly larger amount of times than they've been told yes I am definitely one of them um the crazy thing is that I've never done a movie and that's been like a combination of things I love not going my way, things coming to me that I didn't love and just that synergistic thing and being so precious about movies. I love movies so much that I want my first experience on a movie to be one fueled by a like true desire to do it rather than a sense of like, I guess I should do a movie and just rip the bandaid off. So what were your big, give me a few of your influences, like in terms of like the movies you saw, like just we know the Disney musicals. Yeah. We've got that covered. But yeah. the, uh, other than that, comedically or film-wise, what were you into? Oh, my God. I mean, everything. I Really, it's eclectic. Like, my, I was so Star Wars obsessed when I was little. Like, beyond. And just wanted to live in their world. Wanted to live on Tatooine, specifically. <laughs> um, no, wait, are you of the... I guess you're, you're, you're a little old, so, like, prequels didn't necessarily... Wasn't no, the not first yet. Thing. They remastered them in, yes. I think, 99. Late 90s, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I went to go see them in the theater. I didn't know that's not how old they all were at that point. No one really. Expl- I think I knew they had happened before, but I definitely thought that's how old Harrison Ford was, and that was <laughs> that was rough. When they're like, actually, no. I thought we had a chance. I thought we could make it work. Still a fun. I thought we could make it work. I was eleven. He was like thirty-three. I was like, listen, love is. Right. Age is just a number. It doesn't matter. Right. Well, then it got a little tougher when Calista was in the picture. A, yeah. I was like, all right, lady. <laughs> He's yours. Um, but yeah, I mean, I loved Star Wars. I, I loved, um, but then I, I fell in love with Altman because I was a PA on A Prairie Home Companion oh, one really? summer. Yeah. So I fall, I fell in love with his movies and um, I'm a big T- PTA fan, which I know we have in common, obviously. Um, and then, I, I mean, I just love like, I love romantic comedy as a genre, as a genre. I love yeah. like, um, and I love comedies. I love the jerk so much I love um, oh man Airplane like those movies I just Naked Gun something about, those, yeah of course, really of course stuff. even yeah. Mafia I love Mafia so okay so, oh really Jane Austen's Mafia okay interesting what I don't know it's, I think it's second tier I'll be honest I don't want to drive really? a snake through our, our budding relationship but I don't know really? revisit it but there's the a pulling finger joke <laughs> There's you're a right. fart joke you're right, that you're goes right. throughout the movie. How can you how can you make fun of that kind of narrative brilliance? No, you're right, you're right. Fart jokes win at the day every yeah, day. Come on. So did um okay, so yeah, what is it about like what do you are you just not seeing material that's exciting? You say you want to be precious about like when you do a film. Yeah. 
um, making it work. Um, like what are what's what's the ideal scenario? Do you want to like be a part of ensemble? Would you love to be like? the girl in the romantic comedy what's the ideal it totally just depends on the role yeah. um to me i have i am scratching the itch of a character in the realm of marnie to the millionth degree right. i mean i have the best version of that character that i get to play lena and the rest of our writers write it so beautifully in, in such a nuanced way that when i read other characters that are similar it just doesn't feel satisfying or right in the same way right um so then i play peter pan which is about as different from marnie's you can get and that's exactly the right idea it didn't matter that it was tv that it was live that was all just bonus to me like the it was the character itself i was like oh great so maybe the people who only think i can play marnie will stop saying that if they've seen me play (laughs) a young british boy who can fly (laughs) i mean i'm hoping um are people encountering i know because i'm sure people encounter encounter you in the street and assume you're marty i assume that doesn't happen with they're not assuming you can fly and can bring a very funny thing was right before um peter pan happened i was at the parade to introduce a performance um of the bunch of people in our cast and i was walking down the street and one of the the women on the line had a little boy in a stroller and she pointed to me and she goes that's peter pan and he goes well <laughs> she, she kept pointing to me and she's like that is that girl that's peter pan and he's like she's a girl and i was like oh god this is gonna be so confusing <laughs> this is really gonna three be hours confusing. later you're trying to <laughs> explain like, it to her. listen kid i've gone through all my iphone pictures Showed from you the, the contracts <laughs> yeah, exactly. i don't know what to tell you um but so it's kind of it's it's nice. It's, yeah. it's I don't know. It's it so was it was um for instance one one very high profile project I know that that you they talked about you for was Fantastic Four. Was that yes. something that was like was that exciting to even be part of that process to be totally. up for something like that? And it's such a um it didn't get that far because the, my schedule for girls is so constricting. Right. Um, but I am very excited about the cast they put together. I mean, Kate's going to do an incredible job. Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan and Miles. I mean, come on. It's a good group. And Trank, Josh Trank is so, so talented. Yeah, Chronicle is pretty Chronicle awesome. Chronicle is really awesome. And um, I got to meet him a couple of times about that project, and he's just, he's going to do a beautiful job with it. So that was one that was exciting for a time, and then it just sort of drifted away. And that right. happens all the time in our business, which is why you don't get excited about things until they're so real. And people think we're all crazy. I'm constantly knocking on wood right. and like crossing my fingers, and I don't want to talk about things until they're yeah. final. And, um, it drives my friends crazy, and which was why it was really nice for HBO to pick up girls before the premiere screened. Because then I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> what else stop. am I going to be anxious about now? I need right. to find something oh, else. Trust me, I have more than enough things I can find <laughs> to be anxious about. So that's, you know, that's the thing. And it was just one of those projects that sort of did that. I'm sure this is something you're asked a lot. But like, is there, you know, we talked about musicals. Are, like, what are the ones that you hold in the highest esteem that like, whether it's a dream of being a part of it on stage or in a film, oh, or you God. just want to see realized again in, in a fashion? Um, I love uh, Light in the Piazza, which was an Adam Gettle musical, and I'm a big Kelly O'Hara fan. Mm-hmm. She played Mrs. Darling and Peter Pan, and I tried to be cool about it. I definitely <laughs> wasn't, but I gave myself a pep talk before the first day. I was like, with Walken, I feel like you can freak out at him, and it's going to be okay. With Kelly, you got to be careful. you got to be gentle, and with Christian Borle, too. I'm such a fan of his. I was like, you got to just be cool about it, and I saw Kelly, and I was like, I've seen you in every musical you've ever done. I'm obsessed with you. You have the voice of an angel. Um so I loved Light in the Piazza. Um, and then I love like all of the classics. I love Annie Get Your Gun. I love The Music Man. I love Wizard of Oz. I love, you know, it's there's something about it too. The nice thing about musicals is like they sort of crystallize the first time you saw them. Right. And so there's a sense memory that happens when you hear that music, especially if you're not sitting around listening to musical scores every day, which I know you are, you and I do. I love it. Constantly. Yeah. But not everyone does that. So when they hear the opening you know, strains to the music man. They remember the first time they heard that music and they were probably little or with their grandparents or whatever it is. So that's something I love about them. And, um, but light in the piazza is relatively new and it's so beautiful. I love chess. Um, I love, you just, I I can't stop my default since our conversation has started is I I keep wanting to bring up honk again and I can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm showing restraint because every time there's like any kind of pause, I just want to scream, the first song, I think, is called <sighs> A Poultry Tale. Is it like, what kind of a musical? What's the it's story? About the it's, it's about the ugly duckling. It's the story of the ugly duckling. Is it an actual duck, or is it a metaphor for it? Well, you're going to have to see. Okay. <laughs> you're going to have to see. I don't know how. I don't know what medium you use to see it. But see, I think how extensive gonna, the you Wikipedia entry is on Honk. To see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go to yard sales to find the original cast <laughs> recording like, of I Honk. I can't find it. Oh, no, that's available. I listened to that. <laughs> 
Um, you mentioned walk-in. Um, walk-in. Oh, man. That's a good one to knock off the list to say that you've oh worked God. with. Oh, my God. He was so cool and so fascinating and so walk-in. And this is funny. The last time I saw him was when he walked the plank. As I Peter Pan. Sit, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, as I sit here, I have not seen Christopher Walken since he walked has the it, plank. Wait, has anyone seen him since then? I don't know if we'll ever see him again. I don't know if anyone's seen him. I think he walked the plank and just went into thin air. No, he walked the plank, got you know, got out of his wig and makeup and um, changed out of his costume and you know, had a glass of champagne with some of the crew and the cast. Apparently, I saw what I've heard. Right. And then got in his car and left. Meanwhile, I'm still finishing the thing. I wasn't done. Right. I kill him. Spoiler alert. Thanks. And a lot of time goes by and I have to go back to the darlings and I have to get Jane to come with me and, you know, whatever. Right. So I had so much more time left. And then after I was done, I was crying so much and just like hugging everyone around me that I didn't see him. And I, I wanted to say goodbye to him and thank you. Nope, he was gone. <laughs> At a certain point, I was like, where's Walken? And everyone just looked at me and they're like, He's gone. He jumped on his unicorn Allison, and went to his estate on another planet. He's gone planet. back to where he came from, <laughs> which is Connecticut, but you know. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever see him again. I don't know if I should, right? It might be the best way I to might, end it. I maybe like, shouldn't, but he was so generous and so good and so, I mean, just yeah. so walking. Like, everyone knows what you mean when you say that. Yeah, totally. And like my, in my much more limited experience than you, I think the one only time I've ever sat down with him, I walked into a room. It was him and Sam Rockwell, speaking of oh amazing and talented, crazy people. They were in this movie, Seven Psychopaths, which is yes. a really good movie, right? Yes. And I walk in and I hear Walken saying, I'm not going to do a walk-in impression, but he's basically, he's basically saying, he's talking about the albino octopus at the end of Prometheus. Oh, my God. And asking, why was it there? Well, that's a hard question to <laughs> it's answer. It's a good question. Yeah. The next 10 minutes were proceeded. We just had a stream of consciousness, 10-minute conversation about Prometheus, and it was maybe the most riveting conversation I've ever had. I, dur- I mean, he astounds <sighs> me. During Peter Pan, I sort of tried not to pay any attention to... I tried to forget all the movies I'd seen him in because right. so many of the performances are haunting, and I couldn't really be afraid of him. That Thinking was... of Deer Hunter in the middle. So of... I went back and I watched Deer Hunter <laughs> well, after Peter Pan, and I was like, that man... <laughs> That man was near me. <laughs> He's so good and so like, oh man! Yeah. And those pants back in Deer Hunter, so high, <laughs> so high. Those pants, those wasted pants. He, he, he pulled it off. I want them to make enzymes that long now. Well, did you see her? I thought it was coming back for a they second. They are with the a, yeah, like a Henley and a high waisted pant. Spike Joaquin pulled it off too. Spike with that clothing vision. <laughs> Amazing. What was a band of outsiders? Didn't someone make all the clothing? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really cool. So okay, so um. Do you feel in, in a way the, the experience on girls so far? We talk a little bit about like, you know, there's that cliche of like when you're on television, people relating to you in a much more visceral way that yeah. you're, you're literally in their little tube at yeah. home and they, they feel connection to you. Has that been something that that's been exciting or, or interesting to wrestle with? Like just interacting with people, obviously, as like you get a little bit more recognizable and people associate you with the characteristics of, of Marnie more than necessarily knowing who, what you're all about. Well, it's always nice and um, people are really sweet. The meanest thing they could possibly say is like, my girlfriend's obsessed that it's not for me or my daughter watches it, I can't watch it. And that's like, not mean, it's just a matter of preference. Right. Um, a little weird to come up to me and open with that, but you know, I mean, people don't know Look, really I'm just going to be say. frank with you. I want, this to be a- <laughs> I want this to be an open relationship. Not a fan. But I, I respect it. you. I want to take a picture of you. No, no one, no one does that. But as someone who's gone up to actors yeah. to profess fandom, you're trying to come up with a hook so that it's some crazy part of your mind is like, this has to be memorable. So people come up with sort of like loaded with the stories or little connections that they might have with the show. And it's, it's just nice. I mean, the fact that people connect with girls so much yeah. and it feels so real that we could be conceivably they could be running into Marnie. She lives in Chinatown and she's my age and she takes subway just like I do. And she walks and she goes to Sephora just like I do. And she goes to 16 handles and we have the same like traffic patterns and (laughs) it's totally, if she existed, she would, I would bump into her undoubtedly. Um, and so that's a little bit strange. I think if I lived in a different place, it would be like a slightly different reaction. But there's a closeness that people feel, especially girls my age. And, um, that's just nice. And I always tell them they get, they get excited and it sort of seems nervous and they're always like, I'm so nervous. I'm like, why are you, save that. Save that for like, if you ever meet like Paul McCartney. <laughs> I am, <laughs> we're the same basically, except my job is strange and I play someone else in, on a thing that you watch. Right. But other than that, like I bet we have mutual friends. Right. I, bet we, 
And don't freak out. Save I it. am disturbingly relatable to you. I just calm. <laughs> just <laughs> this calm is like, down. I'm basically Let you. me list the ways. <laughs> How many Housewives shows do you watch on Bravo? <laughs> See, I watch the same amount. Like, but I think that's what's so, I don't know. Yeah. It's just so funny. Um, we've mentioned uh, your one-time crush, Harrison Ford, and you, you see the, the ratty fedora. I should do, we, and we, for the people listening, it is as ratty a fedora disgusting. as I imagine. And like, I need, to, I feel, I feel like you might get like cholera or something from these like these things because they've been in here for a while. I'll be Have honest. They? You might want to back teen after this or something. So some a kind back of teen? Like some kind Have of like you heard hygienic. of Purell? Oh God, you've never <laughs> heard about Purell. <laughs> You know, Bactine is that stuff that doesn't sting, right? When you get a boo boo when you're little. (laughs) Just pick the damn thing. (laughs) You want a Bactine? I love that. Okay. Favorite Godfather movie. But Godfather isn't capitalized, so could it just be about any kind of Godfather? (laughs) However, you want to interpret it. Oh, my God. And Um, if you say three, you're ejected from the room. Although I like three. Three gets a bad rap. No, yeah, I can't say three. I'm going to say. I'm going to say one, right. just because, you know, they just got it right the first time. <laughs> okay. That's, we'll accept it. <laughs> as much as I Honk. Love Next. Honk. Can we make honk into like an actual just everyday expression? Yeah, okay, totally. Good. Have I ever been arrested? No. <laughs> <laughs> to the surprise Breaking of no news. <laughs> I have never been arrested. Have you come close? Have you been? Have no. You been, I mean, Do you have how, dreams how cool of, of having be? like, I don't know. <laughs> Being Dreams of being arrested, and incarcerated no. for thirty years. You don't have that dream. No, no. I have many Nightmare. other nightmares. I have nightmares of like uh, not being able to open my eyes in a classroom. Is that a weird one? Wait, okay, you're in a classroom, and, and your I can't eyes keep are my eyes shut. Up. My eyes are fixed shut, and I can open them for like tiny little seconds. Not that I'm tired. I just can't keep them open, and I'm being asked questions, and I can't. So see your the nightmare problem. is that you're not achieving enough in school. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I'm not paying enough attention yes. to the teacher someone, who is asking for my attention. Someone planted these dreams in my brain to keep me on the. <laughs> straight and narrow and they are working um yeah i have nightmares like that i have nightmares of like real getting to school or a meeting and realizing that i'm nude and i forgot to like put clothes on right um and then i do terrifying things like walk out of the house holding my our actual landline which terrifies me that it would be possible to leave the house naked and not realize it but i think that's for a couple decades down the line wow should i pick another one yeah please okay i'm gonna sort through that last one yeah harry potter lord of the harry potter I don't no, even no have brainer. to finish that. Yeah. No brainer. Books or, or films or both? Everything, all of the above. Really? I've seen and read all the books and movies many times. Love Harry Potter. Another world I wish I lived in, and I loved your interview with Dan. Dan's the best. I call him Dan. Dan Rat. I don't know Dan. You, Dan will, you will. You two could get along. Another New I Yorker. was glad you're not playing the, like, can you name all the quarterbacks game <laughs> with me, because I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that. I wouldn't that. have either. Don't worry. Worst injury I've ever had. Ooh, good, good question. Well, I had sort of like permanent injuries from playing soccer. Bad knees. I'm sort of badly assembled. All my joints are <laughs> have been failing me from the minute I started using them. Um, but worst injury, I was standing on the bottom of a sledding hill, and someone sled into me with like one of those inflatable ones, and I sort of like flipped up into the air as if I had been switched out with like a dummy version of myself <laughs> briefly, and then landed and. I think hairline fractured some ribs that wow. keep bothering me. I think that was the worst one, but that's not that bad. Like most people, right. as I'm sure will shock you, I'm not very accident prone. Um, <laughs> At least it looked like a fun pratfall. Like you yeah, made it into it something comedic. Like, 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 yeah, and then I landed and I was like, I'm in real pain. I'm in real pain. <laughs> but did I look good, funny? Definitely not. <laughs> Not cool at all. Like trying to flirt with all the boys, trying to look so cool sledding, and then someone just like sleds right into your feet and takes them out from under you. They're always trying to take you down. I know. Okay, finish strong. Yeah, what do you got? You you determine your own ending. (sighs) Oh, really? Yeah. We could be here for a long time. I'm kind of (laughs) curious. Nothing else to do? When was the last time I cried? Ooh, good question. Um, Oh, I cried last night watching State of the Union, watching the mom who's worked hard and they've come back and... But I'm I'm an easy to cry. Really? I'm an I'm an empathic crier. So if I see right. anyone crying, I cry with them. I just figure they want company. <laughs> um, you, oh, you, but I watched. Oh my god, I don't yeah. know what my problem is. I watched The Fault in Our Stars on an airplane. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> gonna be like a mess. Trying you to suck the, the tears yeah. and the nose and the snot and everything back into my <laughs> face. I was like, does this work? Is it like? If you squeeze a tube of something, you can get the stuff back in the tube, kind of. <laughs> can I get my tears to go back into my face? And the answer was no, and flight attendants were staring at me. But sometimes you just you just want that, too. Uh, but I wanted to watch it in a place where I could like really focus on it. Right. And I knew I couldn't go to a theater because I'm like a loud cry. And so mm. I thought an airplane would absorb the ambient sound of my tears. <laughs> 
I saw that at like a fan screening, at like like the like the diehards, and it was the and I've been like to Twilight premiere, so I've just, I know loudness. Yes, I have never heard. It was just like like yeah, like all heaving. around me, like heaving. And I I mean I cried that much in of Mice and Men when I saw it on Broadway, and that was uncomfortable enough. So I was like, all right, and Bridges of Madison County weeping. So I was like, I can't do this. Anymore. <laughs> I have to stop crying in public, or people are gonna right. come up with reasons for that. Right. And so I watched it on an airplane, and um. It was just, I was just devastated by it, which is your job as someone watching the movie. It's right. so did, well done. You did your job. That's good. Yeah, and they certainly did theirs. They did. Does that um, feel like the appropriate sad place to end? I know. That's so sad. Should I look one, one more? One more. If it's bad, they, then. I mean, have these all been like, should yeah, I go to the bottom? Whatever you want. <laughs> you can skip I it. It's horrible. Because it has a spelling. <laughs> 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 favorite childhood TV show. What's missing? The E? The Someone e is missing the e? off the favorite, which is how I used to spell favorite when I was a child, actually. Not, that's not even a joke. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is good because I was not allowed to watch other th- anything other than public television when I was until I was 13. It's a miracle you're as charming a human being as you are. Uh, no. Um, I, the kids on Barney are pretty charming. <laughs> um, so my favorite show, given that, it could have been Arthur, but DW was so mean. It could be Shining Time Station. Which Mr. show was it, was it? Was it? Who was the host? Was it Ringo? Was he the Shining of, time, of Shining Time Station? Wasn't it? I would not have known, but it could have been someone in the I school. Think it was Ringo, Ringo Starr. Star. Really? They went through a couple people. I want to say. Wow! Why would he do you, that? You Wikipedia Shining Time Station. After this, I'm going to Wikipedia honk and we'll, Perfect. we'll, we'll re- meet we'll around meet the back bend. Here. Um, it could have been. It was so, probably Sesame Street or Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego. That's pretty that good. was later. I mean, That's that was my parents were starting to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> Let, go Let have it. Yeah. Have you not done like the remix of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego song? The- Great question. I don't know. I just, I've been busy doing my honk archives. So I haven't. <laughs> if any of that is taken out of context, I feel so dirty. Like a honk? I don't know. Um, it's been a real pleasure thank you spending for some time me. today. Uh, thank you for stopping by. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and I've learned a lot. I hope you you haven't learned anything. I know you haven't. No, learned I've learned anything. so much, and really? I, it's so helpful to see this room in real life. I hope is it, it's great, and is, it lives okay. up to all of my. I wasn't soliciting for compliments, dreams. but you were very kind today. No, it's true. Um, oh, and I'm now looking at a list of New Yorkers. You're on there. I am on there. Because this is the other thing. We need to do something silly and stupid at some I'd point. love to do something silly. I do that for free and exactly. on but my own time. Exactly. But we to shoot it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, good. It's a plan. That's the show, guys. I'm Josh Horowitz. This has been Happy, Sad, Confused. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hit me up on Twitter, Joshua Horowitz. Go over to wolfpop.com. Check out all the amazing shows over there. And most importantly, check back in next week for another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.